By now, you've all heard of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, the latest book published by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. It's more than just another wine book. The fully updated second edition was inspired by students of the Vinitali International Academy and painstakingly reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. The benchmark producer's feature is a particularly important aspect of this revised edition. The selection makes it easier for our readers to get their hands on a bottle of wine that truly represents a particular grape or region. To pick up a copy, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. For all the super wine geeks out there, we have a special new series dedicated to you. We are reading excerpts from our new edition of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0. Wine lovers, tune in for your weekly fix only on Italian Wine Podcast. If you want to own a copy of this new must-read Italian wine textbook, just go to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. The Hidden Boundaries of Italian Viticulture, the Origin of Varietal Diversity In order to trace the origins of the grape varietal cultivated in Italy, it is essential to identify the confines of Italian territory that delimit those cultural areas that have preserved, often unconsciously, the oldest traces of primitive viticulture. Italy is still rich in these borders. Just think of the hidden borders separating Latin viticulture from Greek viticulture on the island of Ischia, or that on the Etruscan enclave of Capua, surrounded by the territories of the Eritreans. The same can be said of the clear dividing line between Longobard-inspired viticulture west of Bologna and Byzantine viticulture as far as the sea, or the boundaries in ancient Apulia between Greek and Dalmatian populations, made evident by the different use of wine in funerary rites. It is in the hidden frontiers, the limes, in the cultures of the margins, that the fracture between the viticulture of the neighboring territories emerges, where the unaltered style and myths of the origins are found, where the inertia of mental structures before even those of economic organization are stable elements for an infinite number of generations of winemakers and determine their daily choices. Borders are notoriously places of crisis, ethnic tension, and conflict, but they are places of exchange, of regulation between different systems and of innovation. Anthropologists call these cultural expressions edge effects. A border is a cultural paradox that can be simultaneously a place of separation, of creation of what are called parallel cultures, and then of encounter and fusion, or of convergence. Whenever a people enter the territory of another population, a border is created, and as a general rule, two situations can arise. One of a conflict that leads to the almost constant maintenance of the cultures that confront each other, and another of integration of the two cultures, where the stronger one dictates 
the conditions of the fusion. Italy, with its position between the west and the east, and routes that populations have hallowed for centuries, with countless cultural and productive manifestations of its viticulture, is evidence of this encounter between different cultures. The border that is not just a line, but a space endowed with its own dimension that brings it closer to a frontier, to something that more easily accepts the possibility of being modified and that determines within itself different experiences, while trying to cancel out its most hostile and aggressive trait, that of the front. The notion of frontier and border are not easy to define unless one uses a metaphor, a creative tool often employed in scientific thought. In order to represent something that separates and unites at the same time, it is necessary to identify a kind of no man's land, a place between spaces, not only geographical, but also cultural, each occupied by a society or culture distinct from the other. In a histographic interpretation, the frontier is the area where the interaction between two cultures takes place. And because the frontier is a product of intrusive action, in its movement of expansion, it presses on neighboring societies and, in the case of the vine, exports its pattern to other places. This metaphorical no man's land is a frontier zone where interaction between two cultures takes place or conversely, a space capable of producing cultural historical continuity and preservation in the guise of a kind of reproduction of the original society that meet without ever integrating. This is the case of the hidden frontiers where vastly different cultures that maintain their unaltered individuality are opposed without ever integrating. This presence of vines linked by kinship relationships cultivated from time immemorial in contiguous territories, identify viticultural models still recognizable in Italy that have survived for millennia unaltered in their essential features, characteristics of extreme originality. Conquering the West, two parallel stories. Although it is not easy to reconcile the results of linguistic research with gene geography nor history with molecular genetics, as they each employ very different methodology, advances in knowledge about the Indo-European origin of the peoples of Europe are the result of a multidisciplinary approach. The geographical position of Italy, enclosed between continental Europe and the Mediterranean Sea, makes the Italian people very important to the investigation of demographic events through the information provided by DNA research. In relation to the genetic relationships between modern European populations and early European gatherers, Neolithic farmers and Bronze Age nomadic pastoralists, it is possible to assess the results of migration and mixing, both ancient and historical. The arrival of Indo-European languages in continental Europe has been linked to Bronze Age migration from the Pontic-Caspian steppe region. The study of human mitochondrial DNA polymorphisms has made it possible to elucidate the genetic composition of human groups to follow their evolution, to discover their meaning and importance of exchanges between groups, and to recognize their migrations, classifying populations according to their genetic affinity.
enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local food, and taking in the scenery. Now back to the show. Every European population that has been studied has been shown to have genetic sequences that can be traced back to both Paleolithic hunter-gatherers and Neolithic farmers. Since some sequences are more common in certain areas than in the others, the migration routes of human groups can be traced from this data. The integration of knowledge about the formation of movements in ancient populations and the coeval circulation of vines assessed through the analysis of nuclear and plasmodial DNA polymorphism by SSR and CPSSR markers have established the geographical origin of the vines and the period in which they arrived in the Western Mediterranean. The Mediterranean shores stretching between Sicily, Southern Italy, and the Southern Balkans have witnessed a long series of migratory movements and cultural exchanges. As a result, the current population diversity is composed of multiple genetic layers, making deciphering the diverse ancestral and historical contributions particularly challenging. Findings from molecular analysis of human DNA reveal a shared Mediterranean genetic continuity extending from Sicily to Cyprus, where southern Italy populations appear genetically closer to Greek-speaking islands than to mainland Greece. In addition to a predominant Neolithic background, traces of post-Neolithic ancestors linked to the Levant and Caucasus have been identified consistent with Bronze Age maritime migrations. Analysis of the genetic structure of numerous populations of the Eastern Mediterranean and that of the grape varieties grown in the same territories highlights a striking coincidence in the ancient circulation of humans and grape varieties witnessed historically since the Bronze Age, suggesting a Mediterranean genetic continuum. DNA profiles of some of the Arberesh, Greco and Grecan linguistic minorities of southern Italy based on their relative geographical and cultural isolation, show a particularly strong genetic proximity between the populations of Calabria and Eastern Sicily. For Western Sicily, the study found a closer affinity with certain minorities of Apulia. Strikingly similar findings were made in relation to some minor grape varieties grown in Magna Grecia and Sicily. The findings of linguistic Paleontology also identify a substantial continuity bordering almost on identity between the language of the ancient settlers of Magna Grecia and that revealed by the analysis of present-day dialects, evidence of a substantial homogeneity between the ancient and traditional wine-growing worlds, a reflection of a corresponding cultural homogeneity. In southern Italy, the genetic composition of populations is very complex. In addition to the contribution of the earliest migrations, largely attributable to the DNA of Western and Caucasian hunter-gatherers, with very ancient traces of Neolithic Iranian peoples unique in Italy, the contribution of genes from the Anatolian peoples who migrated during the Bronze Age was also very important. The Anatolian people 
had left their native lands because of the climate crisis of 4200 BC and acquired the genetic inheritances of the Transcaucasian and Mesopotamian civilizations. Remarkably, through the analysis of SMP markers, a very close similarity can be observed between human genetic makeup and that of the great varieties still present in the central and southern Italy. In fact, these viticultural populations show a genetic similarity, which from north to south is fading, with viticultural populations from Caucasus, Anatolia, the Near East, and the Balkan Range, regions from which Bronze Age migrants had arrived. Northern Italian viticultural populations, on the contrary, show a high similarity with those of Northeastern Europe and France. A case in point is Sicily, where there is a clear genetic partitioning of the viticultural populations between those genetically akin to the Near East, Eastern Sicily, and those closer to the Northern Africa and the Iberian Peninsula, Western Sicily. This is explained by the different areas of cultural influence, Greek and Phoenician, respectively. On the island, evidenced by the Silinunte border. In northern Italy, the earliest genetic contributions were brought by Neolithic Anatolian populations and eastern steppe hunter-gatherer communities. During the Bronze Age, migrations from northeastern Europe were triggered by the 4200 BC crisis due to a cold, wet period that pushed populations southward in search of a more temperate climates. Preceding this phase from 8000 BC, massive northward and westward migrations flooded Central and Western Europe, driven by climatic factors and catastrophic events such as a great drought and a flooding of the Black Sea through the so-called wave of advanced demographic model. It is understood, therefore, that the interaction between human and vine has always been characterized by a very strong bond a bond that has been uninterrupted since the very dawn of civilization. As they populated new lands, migrants brought with them the genetic material of viticulture, planting and propagating in the new lands they encountered. One extremely clear outcome of this migration is that the genetic variability of Italians is distributed along the north-south axis, clearly reflecting the geography of the country just as with grape varieties. In summary, it can be said that the origin of many vine varieties, albeit with the effects of genetic drift on present-day populations, is oriental. Furthermore, in contrast to cereals, weed, and barley, there has been significant local domestication through selection and gene integration leading to new varieties. The Demic Diffusion Model which offers the best explanation for early forms of agricultural diffusion in South Central Europe and the cultural diffusion model to Northwestern Europe appear effective respectively for colonial and commercial experiences in Southern Italy for grapevines. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.